Hi, and welcome to Eat My Words, a twice-monthly Arizona Highways podcast that celebrates Arizona's unique culinary culture. I'm your host, Kelly Vaughn. For this episode of Eat My Words, I'm pleased to introduce Sarah Chisholm, the founder and chief baking officer of Wild Rye Baking Company, which offers a line of baking mixes just in time for the holiday season. Sarah, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, your background is in a variety of different things, but first and foremost, dance. And then as a pastry chef, tell me a little bit about those two somewhat divergent backgrounds. Yeah, of course. I mean, the joke is that after being a professional ballerina, I was just really ready to eat some butter and carbs. Um, But I've also really loved baking, even throughout my childhood. My mom is an incredible baker, and I didn't quite realize how lucky I was to have a mom who made like fresh baked blueberry muffins and French bread and all of those things because it was so normal for me. Um, But as I grew older, and even when I was dancing, I would do a lot of traveling because we would go on tour. I always was really drawn to just the art and craft of baking and restaurants and hospitality. So I certainly didn't get to dive in because being a professional ballerina takes a lot and it's a, you know, a full-time job. It's an entire commitment. Um, But when I was um, leaving ballet, I had a really bad injury and um, I had no idea what I was going to do. You know, my plan was to dance for as long as I could and I hadn't even thought beyond it. So I really had to quickly kind of re-identify myself and reimagine who I was going to be and what I was going to do with my life. Um, and that love for baking started to come back, that like whisper and that, that um, you know, I was so drawn to it. So I decided to start to follow it. And um, a good friend of mine, Aaron Chamberlain, uh, is the one who gave me my first opportunity to see the workings of a pastry kitchen. And from there, I was in awe. And it was, it was actually kind of amazing because the, the qualities that you need to be a good dancer really lend themselves well to being good in the kitchen. You have to be disciplined. You have to be really dedicated. And you also have to be okay with refining technique over time. So I was just, in a way, swapping the technique of ballet for a whole new world of uh, pastry technique. And so I really dove headfirst. You're talking, of course, about Erin Chamberlain, who um, was the head chef and owner of Downtown Phoenix Public Market in St. Francis, where you were a pastry chef at both of those destinations. Now he's with Taco Chilo and Ghost Ranch um, in Downtown Phoenix Mm -hmm. and Tempe, respectively. But tell me a little bit about making that transition from professional ballerina to professional pastry chef. What was that experience like for you? Well, it was a complete starting over. I mean, you hear pastry chef and everyone just assumes that you're in the, you know, the white jacket and, you know, doing all of the the luxurious parts of being a chef. But truly, I started as the cookie scooper and I was at the bottom of the totem pole in the in the restaurant kitchen. And that was an important thing for me to do is to learn and to observe from the very basic place and then slowly work my way up to the position that I ended up having with them. And um, 
it was it was wonderful and it was very intimidating. I, I thought that I would be so comfortable in a kitchen after performing on stage. And I was so nervous to go into a kitchen because I felt so new. It was a whole new world. Um, so it was, a, it was a long and interesting journey, but it was also really, really fun to, to see that I could become something else and to be, become good at something else. So we know that you were a pastry chef and your husband owns the parlor, which is a wonderful place in Phoenix to go grab a pizza or one of their hundreds of other incredible menu items. But, but what was the impetus for you to, to branch out and to start this line of baking mixes that people could use at home? Well, I, I mean, this is such an interesting and important question because it goes to my why of baking, right? And the why of, of my, my reason for baking and for starting this company was the, the thing that I like to call baking magic, where when you take dry ingredients and then you mix them with wet ingredients and then put that in an oven and then your house starts to smell like cake and then everyone is excited and hungry. And it's just this beautiful evolution that gets people feeling good and it takes me back to the, the memories of my childhood. And so what I realized was a lot of my friends were saying, I love to cook, but I could never bake or it's too much of a science and I just don't like to mess with it. And, you know, when the stakes are high, I don't want to screw something up. And what I realized was like, well, if the only other option is a cake mix, which a lot of people aren't proud to use or excited to use, especially if they love food and restaurants and pastries and things like that, how can I take what you would come to expect from a restaurant kitchen and help people make it in their own kitchen? And so I started reverse engineering recipes that I loved, that I thought my friends would also love, and reverse engineered them to the place of being able to call it a cake mix, but call it a cake mix for our time. And that could be inclusive of all the different diets that people are choosing these days. So a lot of my friends are plant-based or their kids are dairy-free or, um, you know, there's so many different needs these days. And I wanted to make something that was accessible and also empowering for all of them. And it had to be delicious. That was so important. And and for me, in looking at the launch, because you launched just a few days ago, just last week, I think, prior to this conversation, you know, I think a lot of people over the past year and a half, two years, as we've been at home a lot more, you see a lot more home cooks emerging and home bakers emerging, whether that's people just getting really into sourdough starters and sourdough bread or whatever else, you know, expanding some of their cooking horizons. But the flip side to that is that people get a little burned out. So when I saw wild rye, I thought, oh man, maybe this is a panacea to that burnout. You know, it, it, it keeps people in the kitchen, keeps people baking, but makes it a little easier for them too. Absolutely. I really like to look at wild rye as this back pocket tool that you can have for any occasion, whether that's a last minute birthday party or a dinner party or a hostess gift or friends in town or whatever those occasions are that you really want to make special, but are really busy. And, you know, we are, we don't have as much time to explore with sourdough starters as we used to. Um, And while I love doing that also, I think that there's something really great to being like, I can make a cake in 10 minutes, in under 10 minutes. 
and it's going to be delicious. Right. That's really cool. And I, I think in our society too, um, a love of food and particularly a love of sweets can be a little bit stigmatized. Um, mm-hmm. But you describe your baking mixes, and you mentioned this a little bit before, you describe your baking mixes as inclusive, accessible, and flexible. What do you mean by that? What are you driving at there? Well, I wanted to to make something that was for as many people as possible, right? So it was important to me to to invite people who are like, well, I'm gluten-free and there's nothing out there that I've had that's good that's gluten-free. So there's just not really anything there. Or my kid is dairy-free and so it's really hard to find anything. It just kind of discourages people from, from approaching baking and having that awesome feeling and that magical experience. And so I really set out to, to create something that was inclusive and accessible and flexible, meaning if you don't have buttermilk in your fridge, you can still make this cake. You can make it with oat milk. You can make it with almond milk. If you're making pancakes and you don't have an egg, you can add a mashed ripe banana. Those are all things that make people feel like, oh, okay, I don't have to panic. I can do this. I've got this. And that's really important to me to like, to make people feel confident and comfortable and excited to be in the kitchen. Now, as we're gearing up toward the holiday season with Thanksgiving now just a couple of days away and you know, rushing right into Hanukkah and to Christmas um, and then New Year's. Is there a mix? Is there a recipe that you think is really going to pop this holiday season? Well, I just wrote a blog post about this out to all of our like newsletter subscribers today because the title is like, oh, the holidays, because it's a wild and amazing, but often stressful time. And So we featured in this blog post, the olive oil cake, which I think is perfect for the holidays. It's great as a snacking cake that can just be on the counter for people to enjoy sliver by sliver with coffee or with a glass of wine, or just when you need an afternoon pick me up, but it can also be baked and frosted with our chocolate sea salt frosting. And it's super luxurious and luscious and it feels really fancy, even though it's a cake mix. So For me, my play is the olive oil cake mix during the holidays. I want to go back to um, your origins with baking and those memories of your mom. Do you have a, like a specific memory of maybe baking with your mom around the holidays that really stands out to you? Oh, I love this. This makes me emotional. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I love that. I love feeling this way. Um, I think my favorite or one of my favorite memories of, of my mom. And I, I would probably say that this is subconsciously influenced the first recipe that I created, which was our pancake mix. Um, because holidays for my family really were also about like the breakfast, like the slow breakfast the next day where you stay in your pajamas until like 2 p.m. and you just really enjoy the time together and my mom would always make pancakes and they were buttermilk pancakes and she had this enamel um like butter warmer that she would keep in the oven and I can still picture it and so for me the holidays just mean more time with your family and your loved ones and those slow pancake breakfasts with my family just I think will always stick 
Where can our listeners find wild rye products so they can start making their own memories? Well, online is where you can find every mix we make. It's wildrybaking.com. Um, you also can shop through our Instagram at wildrybaking. But if you're local and you would like to go support a local business, Arcadia Meat Market also carries our mixes. They don't carry all of them, but they carry the majority. And um, it's just a really sweet shop. You should go in there anyway. They carry a lot of amazing products. On that perfect bite, Sarah Chisholm of Wild Rye Baking Company, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. For more information about Wild Rye Baking Company, visit wildryebaking.com. For more information about Arizona Highways, visit arizonahighways.com. Until next time, eat my words.